take a brave look at your life. Look at your life right now where it is. So let me ask you some questions. As you begin to look out on the future, look out on this year, let's take personal inventory. What has brought you here? As you begin to look at the things that took place this past year, did you get out of it what you wanted? Did you achieve the goals that you set out to achieve? What part of your life or what things did you do that you don't want to be a part of your life? Are there any people as you begin to look at your life and look at where you want to go and what you want to do, are there any people that might be some dead weight that you need to think about unloading? Because what you have found through that relationship that it's more toxic than it is nourishing, is more debilitating than it is empowering, and so now you've got to make a decision. See, many of us won't be able to move forward because we're not taking true inventory of our lives. As you begin to look at your emotional, your spiritual and intellectual development, how many books did you read? How many seminars did you attend? How many classes that you take to begin to develop yourself professionally, to improve your craft or your skill? How many new things did you learn? Just take some personal inventory, just thinking, just thinking, just thinking. Beginning to know yourself, what are the things about your past that has influenced you right now? What's your philosophy of life? What are your beliefs, things that you feel very strongly about? What are some of the things that you have picked up along the way that You've been doing them for so long you think that they're you, that you need to begin to re-examine them and perhaps get them out of your life. See, a lot of things we're doing, we do unconsciously because we picked it up somewhere in life. A friend of mine out of Chicago named Rhea Steele, I was at her house to have dinner, and Rhea, who was born in Chicago, has a tremendous southern drawl. After I met her mother, I said, where did Rhea get her southern drawl from? She said, my sisters came up from Kentucky, and they used to be her babysitter. And she picked it up while in their presence. And Rhea still has that draw. What is it that you've picked up somewhere in life that maybe be, might be a liability to you? What fear, what beliefs that you're holding on to tenaciously that's no longer allowing your life to work? It's not enabling you to produce the results that you want to produce in your life. And you're still clinging to them. See, as we go into a new world, there's some old behaviors that just won't fit. What are the events? What are the circumstances? What are the people that have shaped you? Just thinking, just thinking. What are the things that you need to let go? Some things that have cost you pain, that's stifling your growth and development. What are those things? As you begin to look at your profession or your career, what is it that you need to do to begin to upgrade your skills or your knowledge, to continue for you to be competitive in the marketplace? As you begin to look at yourself and ask some of these questions, what is something that you're good at? Are you living your passion? Are you living your dream? What do you regard as your greatest personal achievement? What is the one thing that other people can do to make you most happy? Just think about these things. What would you do if you had one year to live and guaranteed success in anything you decided to do? What would that be? What would you do with your life if you had it to live over? Getting to know yourself. 
What is one value, one deep commitment from which you would never bulge? What is one cause that you would like to become involved in to make a difference on the planet? I work in the Cook County Jail in Chicago. It gives my life a great deal of joy and fulfillment. Have you found something like that in your life that you could enjoy doing, working with people? I have a friend that's working with physically handicapped people. She said it's been the most rewarding experience she's ever had. She used to be a constantly depressed individual, always feeling sorry for herself. It has changed her life. She's a grateful person. She's found something that she's lost herself in. What is your biggest setback, failure, or defeat of the past year? What is it about you if somebody really knew they wouldn't get into a relationship with you? <laughs> <laughs> now don't go tell it. <laughs> but once you acknowledge what that is, then start working on it and changing it. Change that. It's easy to blame the other person, but start taking ownership for where you are. Are you proud of how you have been living your life? Have you explored your natural talents, your gifts, by enthusiastically trying a variety of activities? Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of us have so much talent and abilities, we just put them back on the back burner, just left them aside someplace. Never did anything with them, never brought them out here. Used to do them extremely well in high school or college, or just had a natural gift, and never did anything with it. What are you sitting on? What gifts are you sitting on? Have you resigned yourself to a life feeling that nothing can be done to change your future or your circumstances? Have you been afraid to try something different because you're afraid of how people will react to you or what they will think? Those are some of the things that I suggest that you begin to answer yourself. Now, here are some things that I suggest that you begin to look at working on to develop your character. Some things that will give you some personal strength. Webster says character building activities. He says character, the pattern of behavior or personality found in an individual or group. Moral strength, self-discipline, fortitude. That's what's going to be required in order to begin to manifest your greatness. Now, looking at yourself, one of the things I'm suggesting you look at, what is it that you need to be in the process of doing more of or less of? Like being more direct. So I used to have a problem of not telling people what I actually thought because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Saying no without feeling guilty. More focus. So I used to be the jack of all trades and master of none. Used to do a lot of things. One year I decided to do one thing well. I looked at all of my talents and I decided the strongest one, my ability as a speaker, that's the one I'm going to focus on. But I'm capable of doing a lot of other things. But only when I decided to focus that I begin to reap the rewards of my talent. And then after you do that, you can begin to expand and use the other talents that you have. Deciding to keep your word. If you just decide, I'm going to keep my word. If I say something, I'm going to do it regardless. Being more considerate more trusting, more disciplined, being less fearful, being more adventurous. Find something that you can look at your life that you say, hey, I know I've got a problem in this area, being late. 
I need to take care of that. Procrastinating, I need to deal with that. Not taking care of business, being seriously not serious. Creating an imbalance in my life where I'm spending more time looking at television or having social fun and not spending enough time working on me. See, most people, ladies and gentlemen, spend more time working on their jobs than they spend working on themselves. They work harder on their jobs than they work on themselves. And whatever we achieve in life, whatever we create, whatever we're able to manifest comes out of the human mind. Now I want you to think about five things that if you had the courage to do them, it will give you a feeling of satisfaction and self-respect. Think of five things that if you had the courage to do those things, you would feel a tremendous feeling of satisfaction within and self-respect. Take the time to write those things down, whatever they might be to you. It might be in your personal life. It might be in your, your friendships, your family relationships. It might be in your business. I was negotiating with a friend of mine that I admire a great deal. And this person went back on their agreement. And I did not challenge them on it. Number one, because of my admiration for her. Number two, because I really wanted the business. And I think she sensed that. So I didn't want to seem too picky. And I was nervous about it. And I was cowardly. Because I should have said, listen, that's not what we agreed to. I should have called her on that. But I didn't want to look bad. Or to appear to be negative or risk losing the business. Look at five things that if you had the courage to do those things, that you would do those things. A lot of people say, well, I've been like this all my life. I just can't change. This is the way I am. Dr. Harold Griswold, a psychologist and author of Direct Decision Therapy, said something. He says, when someone says, I can't change, some part of them wants to change, but the payoffs for his present behavior are greater than the payoffs for a changed behavior or his fear of change is too great. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes courage to live your dreams. It takes courage to manifest your greatness. It takes courage to decide to live, to decide to bring out all of your talents and abilities, to decide to stretch out, to decide to take a chance. It takes courage to be happy, just to be you. I saw a friend who I hadn't seen for a long time. Her whole personality has changed. She was an extroverted, assertive person. But because her husband has a fragile ego, when she's around him, she cow down to him. She plays to him. She's very silent. She doesn't express herself, her feelings. And there are many things she wants to do, but before she even make a decision of what she wants to do, she checks, you know, how will he handle this? How will he see this? Will this be disruptive in our relationship? A lot of us readjust our behavior and we end up not being who we really are in deference to relationships, men and women. Looking at the word courage, Webster says, the attitude of facing and dealing with anything recognized is dangerous difficult or painful instead of withdrawing from it. As you begin to look at where you want to go and take personal inventory, it's going to be very uncomfortable. That's why most people don't do it. It's very painful to admit your shortcomings, 
to admit your weaknesses. It's very painful to do that. It's much easier to withdraw from that and just ignore it. He goes on to say, the courage of one's convictions, the courage to do what one thinks is right. As you begin to look at yourself and look at where you want to go with your life, it's very important for you to ask yourself a question as you look at various areas of your life. Is what you are doing right now, is it giving you what you want? If it's not giving you what you want, it's going to take courage to decide to do something differently. It takes courage to enjoy yourself. What are some of the self-defeating behaviors that we become involved in that prevent most people from enjoying themselves? Some people develop the what's the use attitude. Why bother? Some people have the I really don't care. And they convince themselves that they don't care and they don't feel anything. And after a while, they really don't feel anything. Their lives are empty. Some people say, well, it's really not worth the hassle. Just too hard. It doesn't bother me anymore. The fact that I'm not living out my dream. The fact that I'm capable of doing more and I'm not doing it. The fact that I'm content but I'm not fulfilled. The fact that I'm not living my dream. Tom Ruskin, Randy Reed, in a book called I Want to Change But I Don't Know How, said people go through life many times playing it safe. He says that's the secret hope that they say to themselves, if I never let myself feel too good, maybe I'll never get hurt too badly. A lot of people don't ever do the things they're capable of doing because they allow themselves to go alone with the crowd, following the crowd. Many people have things they want to do and, and they find themselves in relationships with people who are addicted to mediocrity and they allow their behavior to influence their behavior. Following the crowd. Many people don't do it because of the fact that they allow their lack of self-confidence to immobilize them. I remember when I wanted to go into business for years, that was an agonizing thought in my mind. I wouldn't try it because I didn't believe that I could make it. Of the five things that you would like to do if you had the courage to do, I want you to pick one thing. Pick one, and here's how to set it up for yourself that will help free you and get you unstuck. What is the worst thing that can happen if you do it? What's the worst thing that can happen? Let's say going into business for yourself, or changing careers, or getting a divorce. Taking some kind of chance of something that you've always thought about doing, but you just haven't done it for whatever reason. What's the worst thing that can happen? Do the worst case scenario. Now, when you do the worst case scenario, you write those things down, the worst things that you fear would happen when you name your fears that put you in control. What are you afraid of? Name it, write it out so you can look at it. Confront that fear. What is it? I'm afraid that things might work out. What else, Les? I, well, I've never been in business, okay? What else, Les? Um, well, I don't have all the help I need, okay? Good. What else, Les? Well, I don't have enough money, all right? Good. What else, Les? Well, I don't have a college degree. Uh-huh. What else? I'm not as good as those other guys that I've seen up there speaking, okay? What else? Well, that's all I can think of right now. Okay, good. <laughs> now, that takes you to the next step. What are the benefits? What are the benefits of your acting courageously, taking life on? Well, 
Part of what happened was that I felt better within myself and I had a strong sense of self-respect. Going into business for myself, I made a lot of mistakes sometimes. I was down on myself. I felt stupid. I felt dumb because people who were in business said, why would you do something like that? Well, I didn't know. Boy, boy, were you really dumb. And I, I used to chime in with him. Yes, I guess I was. I didn't know any better. But the other thing is, I had to say to myself, but I did it. I did, even if I made a flop of it, I did it. I took the chance, I took the leap. What are the benefits of your acting courageously? Whatever it is that you've identified. Write the benefits down and then focus on them. Focus on the benefits, not on the liabilities, not on your fears. Focus on the benefits. That which you hold in consciousness tends to manifest itself. Think about how good you feel. Think about the level increased self-respect, the sense of self-worth that you'll feel. How good you'll feel getting up in the morning, looking yourself in the mirror because you're taking life on. The other thing is acknowledge your fears and then go into action. This book it's called, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. That's it. See, I believe anybody who's ever done anything, who's ever taken a chance, doesn't mean that they are not afraid. Courageous does not mean being the absence of fear. I think that being courageous is willing to do it because that's what you feel and you're going to do it anyhow, regardless. You're not going to be immobilized by your fears or your doubts. You admit, okay, I'm scared to death. Now, okay, what is it that I must choose to do? Go ahead and experience that fear. But don't let that fear immobilize you. In what you've done with your life thus far, is it giving you what you want? Is it giving you what you want? When you look toward the future, when you look at all that's going on out here, is there some place within yourself you say, hey, I know I need to be out there in that arena. I know I can do more than what I've been doing. I know there's some great music that I have within me that I haven't brought out here yet. Is that something that you begin to look at within yourself? So I used to do that and I used to go to big rallies and see guys up speaking when I wasn't courageous enough to go out there and say, hey, uh, my name is Les Brown, the motivator, Mamie Brown's boy, I want to talk. <laughs> I, I would never do that. I just was... I'd just be back there looking at them and wanting to get their autograph and would say, can I, can I meet you, Mr. Mr. Wadley, or Miss, can I meet Mr. Zig Ziglar? Please tell him, um, who are you? Uh, oh, Les Brown. <laughs> because I felt within myself I was a nobody. So who am I to go talk to these guys and go get their autographs? I like to do what you do. <laughs> See, I say if you look at your life, and if, and if you're not getting what you want, you owe it to yourself to do something differently. You owe, if you're on a job, 85% they say, of Americans go to jobs that they're unhappy. If you're doing something eight hours a day that you don't like, it's not giving you what you want, it's not giving you a strong feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment, you're miserable, you hate to go there, you're depressed just thinking about it, you sing the Thank God It's Friday song every week. 
It's giving you headaches just thinking about it on Sunday afternoon after the football game goes off. If that's what it is, you owe it to yourself to start strategically working to change directions. See, but you know what most people will do? Most people will resist change. Most people will fight change as if change would be worse than what they're experiencing. See, they know this. They're familiar with this. Most people will not challenge the unknown. They won't just step out there. See, they, well, see, there are certain things that's got to be in place. They've got to see it all together. And life isn't like that. That's not how you grow. So as you look at your life, you're saying, I'm not getting what I want. As you begin to look toward the future, begin to know that whatever it takes for you to create that, you've got that in you. You've got that. You've got genius in you. You've got goodness in you. You've got creativeness in you. If you decide to take the initiative to change the current quality of your life, I say to you that you will find that the universe is on your side. That life is on your side. Now, will it be turbulent? Yes. Will it be easy? No, no. Will you have some opposition? Yes. Will I make a lot of mistakes? Yes. Will I get hurt? Yes. Yes. See, a lot of people won't try anything different in life because they don't want to get hurt. Let me tell you something. It's too much pain to duck. Pain is everywhere. You can hide under here. It will come where you are. I'm, really, if I go back here, pain will come. Hey, Les, come on out. It will come. It's everywhere. Viktor Frankl calls it unavoidable suffering. You can't duck it. But most people spend their life not wanting to deal with the pain of rejection, the pain of defeat, the pain of being disappointed, the pain of losing, the pain of failure, the pain of being criticized, the pain of not being liked, the pain, the pain, the pain. That's called life. Life is full of pain. It's everywhere. But guess what? There's no gain without pain. Now, if you're going to hurt anyhow, <laughs> get some yardage out of it. <laughs> because it's the pain of regret that you experience. If I had it to do over again, that's a pain. Don't you know that's something? When you know, I was in a seminar once and this lady stood up. If I had my life to live over again, she talked about all of the things that she would do. And you can feel the pain of regret in her voice. The pain of regret. She still experienced pain. She was trying not to experience the pain of defeat, the pain of disappointment, the pain of loss, the pain of lack of support. And she still experienced pain. It was right there. We can't get around it. Most people are governed by their habits, their fears, and the opinions of others. A lot of people never try anything differently because they have been convinced by people in their lives that they value that they can't do it. They're living within the context of the opinions that other people have of them, the low expectations.
Many people doubt themselves because when they thought about doing something at some critical point in their lives, somebody they respected and honored, somebody they believed in, somebody that they loved, someone they trusted said, you can't do that. And they accepted that. That's why I didn't go off to college. I had an instructor that I believed who said, you're not college material, Mr. Brown. You're not as smart as your brother Wesley or your sister Margaret Ann. You're not college material. Why don't you try and get your job at the post office? <laughs> try and do something with your hand or go down to the Miami City Sanitation Department and see can you get a job there. Or why don't you try and go into the Army? I took that test, Mr. Tellers, already. What happened? I failed. I told you. <laughs> Anybody fail the Army test, you're really in trouble. So I went down to the sanitation department to try and get a job because that's what I believe was possible for me. As you look at your life, ask yourself the question, what would your life be like? What would your life look like if you decided not to care what people thought of you? What would your life be like if you decided to give up some of your fears? What would your life be like if you decided to become courageous? What would your life be like? If you decided to act on your dream, if you did what you felt in your heart. You know what courageous means? Tom Ruskin and Randy Reed said, they said that courage comes from a French word which means of the heart. How does it feel to you? He says, it's courage, you know, it takes courage to, to live. He says, most people go through life not allowing themselves to step out because they don't want to let go. They don't want to be blown around. They don't want to be moved. The courage to face life's whirling wind of contradictions. The courage to love yourself. The courage to love. For years, I was afraid to love. The courage to take a chance. The courage to be who you are. He says, courage isn't for somebody else, for medals, applause, or moral debts. Courage is what at that moment feels most right for you. Not just situational ethics, but what feels right in your heart. The word of the heart. What feels right in your heart. One great philosopher says, cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. What does that mean? The valiant people aren't afraid? No, no, no. It means that they experience that fear and they move forward. They move forward anyhow. Many people are dead now. Many people are allowing their dreams to die. Many people are allowing their ideas to lie dormant and collect dust. Many people have all this talent and ability that they are lying to be in, buried inside of them that they will take with them to their graves because they didn't have the courage to be who they are. And I say as you begin to look toward the future and manifesting your greatness, it's going to take everything in you, everything in you, that your life deserves the concentrated effort to begin to look at how is it that I can express more of me. How is it that I can bring my ideas out here now? How is it? And start living with a sense of urgency because you're here today. You're gone today. Life is unpredictable. It's uncertain. There are no guarantees. 
No guarantees out here at all. So holding back, what are you waiting on? Ask yourself, what's the benefit of your waiting? What's the benefit of your not living your dream? What's the benefit of not listening to yourself? Oh, please, listen to yourself. You know the feelings, if you start listening to the feelings in your heart, and I'm doing it now more every day, I find that my feelings, I can trust them. And I say to you, that as you look toward the future, you look at life on a daily basis, if there's something that you have been given, if you've heard something within yourself that you know that, that what you're doing now doesn't fit for you, it doesn't work for you, it's not giving you what you want, and there's something else that you want to do, don't allow that inner doubt in you to talk you out of it. To build a case on why you can't have it. To tell you why you're not good enough. You ignore that inner voice. And all of the external voices. Don't judge the possibilities for what you can do based upon the circumstances. Because the circumstances won't determine who you are. Don't determine what you're able to do based upon your resources. Don't determine what's possible for you based upon where your life is right now. Where your life is right now is not you. That's just what it is right now. But the possibilities for you are unlimited. If you're in a rebuilding process, it's unlimited. If you're coming back from adversity and devastation, it's unlimited of what you can do. That's the capacity of human beings. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how many flops you've had. Doesn't matter how much money you've lost. In fact, I see it only as an investment of what you learn from life, not losses, but investments of what's possible for you. And I say to you that once you start listening to yourself and as you begin to act on your dream, as you start just trying to find your way, doing what you can, what you have, you will start seeing things opening up for you. You'll start attracting people. You say, where'd it come from? Things will start coming together, clicking for you. You say, whoa, you start brainstorming. Ideas will come out of nowhere as you focus on it. The key to it is to begin to focus on what it is you want to do. Why, Les? Why is that important? Because as you focus on that which you want to do, that which we focus on, that which we give our energy to, it will begin to multiply. It will begin to expand. It will begin to develop your consciousness. And out of that comes your greatness. Out of that comes a commitment. Out of that comes a passion for life. Out of that comes a special power that you have in you that you haven't even called on yet. See, the, the powers that we have will never reveal themselves if we don't challenge them. If we don't put ourselves in a position where we have to use them. So one of the most important things is reading a book that's a really interesting book called Instant Millionaire. And the guy said, put yourself in a position where you can't retreat. Where it's do or die, sink or swim. Here's what you'll find out. You'll develop incredible swimming skills. <laughs> or swallow half the pool of life. You'll find yourself stroking unlike you've ever seen before. Through the inspiration of desperation, you'll become more creative than ever before. So what is it? How do we handle that whole piece? Throw your whole self into it. See, most people go at it tentatively. They don't give all their stuff. They don't concentrate. They don't put everything they've got in them. One guy wrote a book called, All You Can Do Is All You Can Do. And all you can do is enough. But he said, make sure you do all you can do. And if we're honest this evening, we know 
that we haven't done all we can do. So as we look at the future, we can decide that from this day forward, as I look at my personal relationships, if I look at my professional relationships, if I look at my family relationships, if I look at all the dimensions of my life, looking at myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I'm going to do all I can do to develop me, to bring my talent out here, to make a contribution to life.